grab yourself a cuppa or a cup of coffee or a glass of water because in this week's episode of the podcast, I'm going to be telling you a story. And it's not just any story. It's the most powerful story I know. Okay, I've bigged it up, but I think you're going to love it. This is the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast, dropping every Wednesday into your podcast platform of choice. And I am your host, Lucy Orton. I'm the anti-self-sabotage coach and a success and transformation expert. I love all things positive psychology. And I work with female purpose-led entrepreneurs to transform them from self-sabotaging, procrastinating, imposter syndrome feeling, but very, very talented business owners into the most empowered CEOs who recognize and own that talent and who move away from their self-sabotage into self-belief, which is rock solid, confidence, which is supercharged, and as a very happy byproduct into amazing business success. The Self-Sabotage to Success podcast was created to help women just like you step into your awesome because your voice is needed more than ever in this world that we live in. I am extremely thankful to have you here and if you enjoy this episode and the rest of the Self-Sabotage to Success back catalogue, then I'd love to hear from you. You can book a Self-Sabotage breakthrough call using the link bit.ly forward slash booking Lucy, which is also in the show notes. And if you got value from today's episode, you can also help the positive messages of this podcast reach even more purpose-led female entrepreneurs by leaving me a five-star rating or even better, a review on Apple Podcasts. I am so touched by every review and every message I receive. So thank you very much for doing so and for listening. Enjoy this week's show and I am championing you and your purpose-led business always. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode. And it's going to be a little bit of a different one than the usual, but it's something I've been really excited to talk to you about and really looking forward to recording this episode and sharing something with you that I found incredibly powerful and which my clients have over the years also found incredibly powerful and that has really helped them. It is something we refer back to repeatedly in coaching sessions. It's something also that I use in my own life and actually at its basis, it is a story. So that's why it's going to be slightly different. It's a true story. It's not my story. It's a story that I have heard from several sources and inherited from those sources, but I find it perhaps the most powerful story in terms of my own life, my business, and most importantly in this context, my work, because it has so many lessons. And in today's episode, I'm going to be telling you this most powerful story, and then I'm going to be talking about how it applies to you, your life, and your own purpose-led business. So it's relevant in many situations. And I would say that during the pandemic, which is still rolling on as I'm recording this episode in various ways in different parts of the globe, it's been even more useful 
and something that I've returned to, something that I've thought about very early on in the pandemic, but that has also carried on being pertinent, being resonant as the months have rolled on. So, you know, a little bit of a bitter laugh there as we all carry on dealing with the fallout of what's been going on in the world. But I hope that you find this helpful in what could be described as troubled times. And today's story is known as the Stockdale Paradox. It's quite famous in the psychology sphere and in the positive psychology world. And it's really quite a simple story. That's one of the reasons I love telling it and using it, because it makes so much sense. It doesn't take long to explain, but it absolutely has this sense of empowerment at its heart. And while it's absolutely relevant to you as purpose-led business owner, I think it's even more important and relevant as humans. It's a real lesson for all times. And it's also, despite the fact that it has roots in positivity and overcoming and resilience and all those lovely mindset characteristics. It's the antithesis of toxic positivity. So it's going to be something which is absolutely my bag because if any of you have listened to the podcast for very long or for even more than a couple of episodes, you'll know that I am very much against toxic positivity whilst at the same time being very, very pro the absolute power and ability of positive psychology and positive psychology coaching to transform lives. So let's get started on the story. There was an admiral in the Vietnam War in the US Navy, and he was a vice admiral and an aviator called James Stockdale, known as Jim Stockdale. And he was awarded the Medal of Honor in the Vietnam War and very, very high ranking as a military officer. Now, during the Vietnam War, he was captured, shot down and imprisoned in the Hanoi Hilton in Vietnam as a prisoner of war, a place that is renowned, was renowned and is renowned for being incredibly brutal. He spent eight years in that prisoner of war camp. And during that time, not only did he have to deal with his own ordeal, his own difficulties, his own huge challenges, but he also had the burden of command, of being the leader and having that huge responsibility for those underneath him. He was, over that eight-year period, tortured repeatedly. He was tortured something like 20 times. And what must have been so difficult for him during that experience, during those long years in the prisoner of war camp, was that he just didn't know when it was going to end. He did not know the end of the story. And when he came out, people were very interested in how he had coped and how he had dealt with that. Because interestingly, when he came out, some psychological tests were performed on him and other people who had had a similar or the same experience. And he was robust. He was psychologically intact. He wasn't exhibiting the same stresses and strains of such a horrific experience that other people did who had been in exactly the same situation. And he became a source of interest in terms of 
how we look at resilience, how we look at coping, how we look at why some people can come through the most horrendous horrors and still thrive or maybe even thrive more. You know, we've talked in the past on the podcast about something called post-traumatic growth. And Jim Stockdale, I think, definitely is in that category of post-traumatic growth. And what was really interesting is that once he was studied and interviewed and talked to about his methods of coping, he came out with a method, if it can be called that, of dealing with adversity that was so hugely powerful and has been so hugely powerful to so many people ever since. He said that he never wavered in his faith that he would find a way to prevail in the end because he said that you could never afford to lose that faith. So he was hopeful. He had that hope and that faith that he would prevail. But what was really interesting and what makes him different and his approach different is that he also married that with the discipline to confront the most brutal realities that he was facing, whatever they might be, however bad they might be. And his story has been written about and he has been quoted many times for how he dealt with this huge adversity. And I absolutely love some of the direct quotes from Jim Stockdale. So I'm going to read you one now and it's a little bit longer than the average quote that I read out on the podcast. So bear with me. But he said, you must never confuse faith that you will prevail in the end, which you can never afford to lose with the discipline to confront the most brutal facts of your current reality, whatever they may be. I never lost faith in the end of the story. I never doubted, not only that I would get out, but also that I would prevail in the end and turn the experience into the defining event of my life, which in retrospect, I would not trade. And that really is the premise of his approach in a nutshell. He had faith that he would get through it, but he recognised that it was awful. And he didn't doubt himself. He didn't doubt that he was going to prevail. And he even turned that a step further because he said, not only do I know I'm going to get through this, even though it's awful and even though I readily admit that it's brutal and terrible, but I'm going to turn this into the defining event or episode of my life, which I would not swap. Because he knew that if he had that approach to it, he would end up stronger and he would end up more robust and he would step into that post-traumatic growth. Now, I think this is the most amazing story. It's brilliant, especially for something like the pandemic or when you're going through something that just feels so long and awful and never-ending. And you can really hold on to that fact that, do you know what, as bad as this is, I'm going to take something from it. I'm going to grow and I'm going to learn. And maybe I'll look back in the future and think, I probably wouldn't trade that. And I know that in terms of the pandemic, we might be thinking at the moment, actually, I'd quite happily trade the pandemic. But in years to come, we might feel quite differently about that. And in terms of having that notion that we can get through and we have the faith in ourselves to dig deep and to keep ourselves going is so empowering. He also really was quite interesting in how he saw his own survival and his own psychological intactness at the end of his ordeal, because he saw himself in opposition with the optimists. 
he said that they actually didn't do that well because they were constantly thinking, we'll be out by Christmas. We'll be out by Easter. We'll be out by my next birthday. I'll be able to see my kids by this age. And he was fully aware that that was uncertain and was not something you could promise yourself. And he actually said that the optimists didn't didn't do very well, which is intriguing to me as a positive psychology geek, because optimism is such a protective factor in terms of positive psychology. But his definition of optimism was that almost unrealistic, almost touching on toxic positivity of thinking, yes, yes, we'll be out by a set date. Instead of his approach, which had that ability to see the reality and face the reality and to recognize and to admit that it was crap. And I love that because it's that nuance of being able to hold two quite different ideas in our heads at the same time. And it's something which can make us really psychologically flexible. We don't have to look at the world from a black and white standpoint. And in future, I will do an episode all about black and white thinking or all or nothing thinking as it's sometimes termed, because it's so interesting. So that is the story of Jim Stockdale. As I said, it's not a long story. It's not a complicated story, but it's an incredibly powerful and pretty uplifting story for such a difficult topic and I know that actually his book is really hard to read and looking at what he went through is really difficult to understand because it was so tough but realizing how he approached it is what makes the story so incredible. So now for the last section of the podcast, I'm going to talk about why I've brought this up on a podcast for entrepreneurs and purpose-led business owners, because, you know, you're also humans as well. So obviously it's interesting from a, from a human standpoint, but why is it relevant to your purpose-led business? Well, I think it can really help you when you're in the trenches, when you're pushing through, maybe that's your business isn't going quite in the direction or at the speed that you want it to go and you're trying to keep the faith and you're knowing that if you push through, you're going to look back at this time as something which is so important and so much a part of the journey that gets you to that next point. And sometimes that can be really easy to see in retrospect, but I invite you to look at it in the present as well and think, what things am I struggling with? What things feel really hard right now? And how might I reflect on them in five years time? How might they suddenly seem smaller or important and difficult, but less of a kind of earth shattering world ending viewpoint like how can I reframe this now in the present in a way that will be easy will come much more easily to me in the future so I think there are lots of lessons here as well for purpose-led business owners about being compassionate with yourself recognizing that times can be tough you know and when we say that out loud and when we allow ourselves to feel it and be wholehearted about our experience rather than pushing those feelings away or telling ourselves they don't matter or we should be stronger or we should be more optimistic we can recognize that actually sometimes life is really challenging 
And it's a relatively quick episode today because this is a quick story. It's something that I return back to, as I said, again and again. And I hope it gives you some solace and is something you might return back to in future in times of difficulty. And particularly that could be difficulty within your business. If you are struggling with anything in your business mindset at the moment, if there's part of you that is really grappling with that negative inner voice, with being able to turn yourself into that empowered, resilient CEO of your own business, then do jump on an anti-self-sabotage call, a self-sabotage breakthrough call with me by clicking on the link in the show notes because I love getting under the bonnet of mindset and looking at ways that we can really tweak how you're thinking, how you're talking to yourself and get you pushing past all those self-saboteurs and into that place of resilient, empowered, and more importantly, thriving mindset space. Hope you enjoyed this episode and I have loved making it for you. I was excited to share this particular topic and story with you. I will be back at the same time next week for another episode of the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast. Until then, know that I am championing you always. Speak to you soon. Bye for now.